great future. We're talking real money. Together again in two different rooms, 3,000 miles apart. It's Talking Real Money, the podcast starring Tom and Don or Don and Tom. Hi, everybody. I'm Don McDonald. Tom Cock over there in the 3,000 mile away studio in Washington. I'm in Florida and we're here to do something unusual. We're here to actually talk about money honestly in a way that's best for you. Some do it, but not too darn many. Not, 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 not too many. So we want to try and help you do some things you need to be doing to get to where you need to be getting. And we believe that the place most of you need to, most of us, Tom and I too, the place that most of us need to be getting to financially is a comfortable retirement, a secure retirement, because there will come a point for most people, not all, not all. I think Bob Barker worked right up until he you know, croaked, spinning the wheel, um, or doing what are fighting happy Gilmore. The great <laughs> scene. Great I love scene. that scene. The price is wrong, Bob. Well, and the backstory was, um, was, yeah, was so good. Story. Yeah. It's a great, great you gotta read it. Anyway, um, we want to help you get to retirement. Now we talk a lot about the baby boomers because well, that's us and we are legion and we are, we are pretty much in charge of everything and we're not leaving until they take us out in a casket. Uh, and then the other one that gets a lot of press are these millennials. Now these are my kids. They're the millennials and they're as obnoxious as baby boomers. They really are. And then stuck in the middle there is this group that I don't even think about. <laughs> to say that I didn't, I, we were both sitting around before the podcast going where, where do they start uh that's gen x yeah and those gen are people x. born between 1965 and 1980 so, so they're, they're kind of right after us it. just right there after us yeah. so they're sort of a shadow of us bingo and for baby boomers basically saving for retirement eh, it's kind of you either kind of did it now or you didn't. It's over. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, get on with it. It's There's not a lot you can do uh, as you get to 65 or 70. But we don't talk a lot about how Gen Xers are doing. So how are <laughs> Gen Xers doing on their on their path to a better retirement? Well, you thought us baby boomers were pathetic, and then we just introduced <laughs> Gen X. Uh, yeah. Okay. First of all, 40% have nothing saved. Zero. Okay. Now, okay, can we put nothing. that in perspective? Do we know yeah. baby boomers? It's about that's a it's that about holds up. There's about forty five percent of baby boomers oh, that basically okay. have nothing. So, so, it's, so basically, okay. we're all yeah. cruddy savers. Uh, the typical household has forty thousand dollars saved, right? That's mm-hmm. not going to probably supply a great retirement. Uh, women are doing worse for, for about for about a year. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, the bigger part of all this, too, is that, remember, Gen Xers, unlike us baby boomers, have fewer pensions. There's mm-hmm. there's because the, there's still some of our guys that have those. They, they work for a company. They gave them a pension. There's less. Um, and then now we're in this really kind of uncomfortable time with inflation going up, costs going up. So it's more spendy than it was a few years ago as they're trying to set something aside. And then the other part of the whole equation is um, many of them don't even have retirement plans at work that they can contribute to, right? They have no way to save if they wanted, except on their own. Now, why is that unique 
would you say to Gen Xers? I don't know. It just that's just what the stats show that there's many of those people what, that uh, work for wait, employers who, that who don't are these have stats from. Well, these are these are very important stats. Comes from business journals, the American Business Journal. That's who I'm quoting here. It's their article, wait, their piece. It's called the American Business Journal. I think they. I think there's a group that owns a whole bunch of these across the country. Oh, the business journals, like yeah. the Puget Sound. Puget, okay, the Orlando good. Business Journal. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Right. You. I think they own a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they inside this they quote the Fidelity, they quote T. Rowe Price. So the bottom line still is they're they, and we can say they this time. It's not about us. Uh, they are not saving enough. They are in many cases not saving at all. And they're heading toward a cliff, which many of them may believe at, I don't know, 45 years old is a long way off. But as you and I know, at 45, you're a lot closer to 60 than you realize. It's yeah, you're a lot closer to 65 than you are to, you know, teens. Yeah, exactly. And, and but think you may back, feel that think way. back, think back, mm. Mr. or Mrs. or Miss 45-year-old. Think back to when you were a teenager. That seems like such a short time ago, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. When you're well, wait till you get to 40. our age. <laughs> it, it it seems like almost exactly the same amount of time, even mm. twenty years later. So compress. Um, yeah. You, time compresses, and you need to think like an old person, even when you're younger. I believe. Yeah. So okay. So but back to this. So what do we do? What, what's our takeaway? What do we do about all this? Number one, if you don't have an employer plan, that's not a good excuse. Because there's lots of other ways you can save. If you're self-employed, there's things you could do there. If you work for somebody that doesn't have a plan, you could do an IRA, you could do a Roth IRA on your own Mm -hmm. and save that way. Um, If you're in an employer plan and you're not saving, you know, I don't feel too bad for you because even though costs have gone up, things are more expensive, pre-tax savings really does not, it's not a one-on-one change for how much money you're going to get at the back end. You can save something. Start doing something today. And here's the other part. People oftentimes get to age 50 and say, well, it's not going to happen. Not There's a lot at 50 you can do. Remember now at age 50, in an employer plan, you can save $30,000 a year. So you can make up a lot of ground pretty quickly after age 50 in an employer-sponsored retirement plan between the regular and the catch-up. A lot and of money let me can tell be you, saved. Let me tell you, as one who uh, who really did, a tr- you know, tried to save and invest for retirement and life gets in the way, uh, starting later in life still works. You just have to work harder at it. It's just a bigger effort. And a lot of the Gen Xers now are in their 50s. Yep. And they got to be putting the money away. You just have to do it. You got to find you a start way to, to set it aside. Exactly. And there comes a point where you look back and you look ahead and you go, whoa, what was I thinking? I did it. I bet yeah. you did it. Absolutely uh, did it. Yeah. We, we all, As entrepreneurs, we've, we've we, had times where we couldn't save and then we had times where we could save a lot. And we had times where we're, I worked for somebody else, so I saved a lot and had a big match and then gave it all away to somebody else. So, I mean, yeah, there's, it's, it's up and it's down, but uh, you just have to be consistent with all that. And as I said, if you don't have a plan at work, you can go do this on your own. And frankly, in today's world, pretty doggone easy. To do it's that. so easy. And once you get to that, um, the, the five or $6,000 or whatever it is that you can put into 6,500, your... I believe. Is that, is that the IRA a... and Roth 
max. Uh, that's no, the, over the, 50 could be 7,500. 7,500. Okay. Yeah, I was trying right. to remember where yep. we were this year. Yep. So we went up right. to 65 and then it's yep. 75 over 50. So some of you Gen Xers are eligible for the 75, but if you can figure out a way to do the 75, do the 75. If, if you really are in a catch-up mode, you're, you're those 55, 56-year-olds, then maybe you need to um, also save some money outside. Don't think you can only in, save and invest inside a qualified retirement plan. Today, it is so much better than it used to be to save in a taxable account because you can use growth ETFs that have very little in the way of of, of tax ramifications for you Good until point. you sell them. Good so point. you're running out of excuses and you're running out of time. Yeah. And by the way, we give on our website, TalkingRealMoney.com, portfolios you can use free. Absolutely. Just set one of those up and start doing it. And I always recommend the regular disciplined approach. So you never have to wake up in the morning and say, do I go out for dinner tonight or am I making a contribution to my retirement savings plan? It comes out of your account. It's gone. It's yeah. over. And then, and, and then take works. the risk quiz to help you figure out yeah. what kind of an account you should have, what you, what should be in your account. So ETFs, uh, start the plan, get it going and uh, take two of those and call me in the morning. Don't, don't be like us. Yeah. I think don't that's good advice. Don't be like the, really, you're supposed to learn from the previous generation. I think millennials are actually doing a better job of that. We'll get to them later. I still think they're doing a little better right. job. I don't know the stats, but I, a, a lot of millennials I know are doing their 401ks and their IRAs a lot more, I think, than our generation when we were their age. No, okay. Well, we'll find out. We'll find Hopefully out. Hopefully in our lifetime. We'll know. All right. All right. I bet it's so, question time, isn't it? It is. Question. This is a great one, too. Question comes from uh, Stanley in Midlothian, Virginia. You ever been to Midlothian, Virginia? I think I've been through it. Okay. I don't, I don't know think I've been yet. in it. Yeah. Um, wondering what you or I know I've one been through of, it. Yes. Uh, one, or one of your more expert guests, that's assuming somebody we put on the show is smarter than us, I guess. Think yeah. of defined outcome funds. A oh new example God. is TJUL. TJUL from the Innovator Funds. It proposed but cannot guarantee the results, but here's how it works. It offers 100% downside protection to July of 2025, which sounds like a couple of years, while allowing an upside gain up to July 2025 of 16% less the fees. As I understand it, if one purchases the funds and holds it to maturity and the market loses any amount, the most the purchaser loses is the eight-tenths of one percent. If the market is up at the maturity debt, July uh, date, pardon me, July 2025, uh, any amount under 16, the return of the purchaser is that amount less the 0.8 fee. If the market is up over the cap, well, you get the 16 less the fee. What do you say? Huh? Is well, this great I, product? These things are so, 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 so gimmicky. They're just so gimmicky and so convoluted and so uh, uh, just complex. Uh, and here's the thing is like everything that Wall Street invents from whole cloth. Uh, they often work really, really well right up until some of their assumptions are wrong or the markets in which they're playing decide not to play by the same rules by which they were playing in the past. That, I think that's so, a good way to put it. Yeah. On paper, this looks great. However, think about it for a minute. Uh, 
in those when the market goes up, it tends to go up a lot. You're going to lose the lot. When the market goes down, yeah, it tends to go down a lot, but not as much as it tends to go up. The numbers are very interesting. When you look at a chart of up markets versus down markets, the up markets, are there are more of them, there have been more of them, and they're of greater amounts. So you're leaving a lot of upside on the table in exchange for no downside, technically no downside, except for that 80 basis point drop. And you, you're, but in most years, you're going to get meet in, in most good years, because there's so many of them, you're going to get those mediocre returns, those two and 3% that, you know, a, a, a normal year might have. So I would just look at what the averages might be and I don't think I'm, I don't think you're going to end up being very impressed, but Hey, what do I know? These these things are new. Can't I just buy a nice annuity with a rider that does the same thing? Yeah, but technically no, for a lot more money. Okay. So it's going to be more than the 80 basis. I got to tell you, I I like them better than I like indexed annuities. (laughs) That's saying a lot. (laughs) I do. I like them better than, I'd I'd pick one of those over an indexed annuity any day because there's nobody making a, it's just them making the fee. Nobody's making a big fat commission and taking, see, annuities are so opaque. At least these guys are disclosing their fee. You know how much you pay. You do not know about how much you're paying an annuity, which is why these annuity insurance sales guys lie and say there's no fee because, well, there's technically no disclosed fee, but they're taking a big spread. Yep. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. So uh, just to, to... Finish the thought. That's not a product that I would recommend, nor no. would I use. So just no. put that out there. Uh, this one comes from Michael in High Springs, Florida. I hope High Springs survived the hurricane. High Springs is over. Uh, it, it it probably got some wind and rain, but not much. You okay, know. all right. Kind of. This is by the way. We're recording this. I know it'll it'll be it'll air in a week, but we're recording this right after Hurricane whatever her name is. I can't even remember weird the name, name now. I mean, Idira Idira or Dyra or has up. has uh, headed into lovely Valdosta, Georgia. Okay, well, once again, totally missing us and giving us nothing. I would say something about the politics, but I'll leave it at that. All right. So Michael from High Springs, Florida, says, um, "I'm in a new company. I can I'm picked a couple of funds: twenty percent in the Fidelity Low Price Stock Fund and eighty percent in the Vanguard Wellington. There are other funds, including some target date funds." Uh, but no international, no small value, no large value. Um, but he's saying, what What do you think about 20% in the Fidelity low price stock and 80% in the Vanguard Wellington? Uh, now, the Vanguard Wellington would be a 60-40, basically, correct? Yeah, it's a balanced fund. Yeah. It's an actively managed balanced yeah. fund that looks an awful lot like Fidelity balanced index for more money. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I would just, agree. Yeah, and then the low price stock is a, is a value part, but it's still a large value. I think, correct? Uh, low price stock F-L-P-S-X. is no, no low price stock is is. Uh, hold on, let me just. Double I think check. it's value. But its I expense don't have a- ratio is ridiculous. Yeah, at eighty basis points, it's expen- I, You have some really terrible choices. It sounds like in your terrible retirement plan at work um it is no it's it's yeah it's got a value tilt uh it's mid cap it's not large cap though it's okay. it's mids it's firmly in the mid area uh and it has a very 
I mean, has a reasonably well diversified portfolio for a managed product. That so if you add that into the Wellington, that gives you some value exposure you don't have in Wellington, and, and some smaller exposure, yes. not small, small, but medium small. But you don't have international. You really don't have no. much small. You don't really have small value. Here's what you do in a in a case yeah. like that. You go Please. through. For example, you said you had target date funds. They're going to tend to be the cheaper option. My it would be my yep. guess. That'd be mm-hmm. my guess. Yep. And I would go for a very long target date. How old is he? Doesn't say. He sounded younger. Anyway, go for a longer dated target so date. So like it's target date 2050. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Okay. And then, and then the- outside in your regular brokerage account, in your taxable account, that's where you buy the, uh, the Vanguard small cap value or the uh, AVUV the Avanta small cap value fund. That's where you get that. That's where you buy your international. That's where you get that exposure. You do that outside in ETFs that are growth ETFs. Then you pay small expenses and have some tax advantages. Brilliant. Very good. Very, very good. So so then that way, then your portfolio is more well-rounded than yep. just being in U.S., large with a little tiny bit of uh, value exposure. And the most important thing to remember about your portfolio, when we talk about your portfolio, that includes everything. Your portfolio is your bank account. Your portfolio is uh, investment real estate. Your portfolio is those silly gold coins you have in a safe in the basement. We got a better one the other day. Somebody said they have $50,000 in wine. They added that it's to their that portfolio. Wine in your, I, in I got your the basement. address. So next time you're in town, you and I are dropping by for yeah. We're, we're going to drink their longer. investment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and and then it's also your retirement plan and your non, or your qualified retirement plan and your non qualified assets in a brokerage account. Those are all your portfolio. So they all need to be connected to one another. They all need to be considered as one entity and balanced in that regard. There. I said it. As Tom leaves the My building. regard to your regard. I'm on it. Yeah. Thank you. All Many right. regards. Do you have anything else no, that you I would like to add else. for the greater good? It's a Do you small want people miracle. to call you? Yes, always call me. And I love, you know, some people just call me out of the blue Saturday mornings. I'm down with that. That's the uh They just call and say, Hey Tom. Yes, they've done that. 800-386-3004. Do you answer the I do. on Saturdays? I do. Well, not, I mean, Jeez. somebody else answers it, but they put them through. Sure. Why not? I'm happy to check. I don't think I have any calls the next couple of Saturdays. So, because don't we have a holiday in here or something too? Yes, we do. There will be no this podcast be on Monday. Okay. So there will be no podcast that. on Monday, yeah. Labor Day. Yeah. But you but guys anyway. will have already will have already been Labor Day by the time you hear this podcast, because this will air on the yeah. 11th, Yeah, All I right. believe. So anyway, 800-386-3004. I hate time shifting. It confuses I, me so much. The, 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 the universe needs to go straight. Yeah. Fund 004. <laughs> That's F-U-N-D, the old, 004. old, old days. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 800-386-3004. Or if you want to set up an, a meeting with him or any of our other advisors for free for nothing with no cost obligation or sales pitch, go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click Meet an Advisor. You That's might it? meet one of those younger people. <laughs> might, do we have any younger. Gen Xers? No, they're all, yeah, no, they're we, either, we have, they're either no, we baby have boom. We have a couple. Mm -hmm. I think it's two. Yep. And they're probably the poorest ones. Probably. It's the baby boomers and the millennials are doing the best. My kids, my kids and advisor, he's got the first dime he ever had. He never spent a dime on anything. So he's millennial. Yeah. There you go.
Uh-huh. See? Mm-hmm. My theory's holding. Thank you all right. for being a part of this thing that we do, this voodoo that we do so well. Um, <laughs> we call it Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.